Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gospel Tech Podcast. Really excited to have you here today. I did want to give a brief introduction to what you're going to hear. This is the first podcast we ever recorded, uh, so please be very gracious with us. You're going to notice this is Anna and me speaking in this. That is not our regular format because after doing this, we realized three kids, full-time at-home work for Anna, and then full-time job for me means that the opportunities for us to actually speak together in a podcast is rough. So we're going to bring her back in more frequently, but most of the podcast will be me or me and another guest, and then we're going to try to work Anna back into the rotation. But this is our first ever podcast. You're going to hear some slight hum in the background or clunks and clinks as we figure things out. It was uh, it was a miracle that we even finished this thing, but we're really excited to uh, help talk to families, not as uh, professional know-it-alls, but as two parents who love our kids, who love God, and who want to help other parents uh, raise their kids to love God and use tech and have that conversation be kind of the center of, of how do we do that? How do we love God? How do we use tech? And how do we help our kids navigate this crazy digital world they're growing up in? With that being said, the last thing I need to say is that you're going to hear us call this the What the Tech Podcast. Uh, that was our original name. We are now the Gospel Tech Podcast for two reasons. We think it's more accurate that gospel tech is actually what we want to be talking about, about how do we merge our faith in the gospel with our digital tech lives in this modern world, and what the tech was. There's a lot of noise out there with things named like that, so uh, we didn't want to just be another face. We want to be really specific, very easy to find, and an excellent resource, so excited to start this journey with you guys. Welcome to the Gospel Tech Podcast, a resource for parents who are feeling outpaced and overwhelmed as they raise children in a tech world. As an educator, parent, and tech user, I want to equip parents with the tools, resources, and confidence they need to raise kids who love God and use tech. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to What the Tech, a podcast for parents who are feeling outpaced and overwhelmed by raising healthy kids in a tech world. Uh, my name is Nathan. I'm Anna. And uh, we are uh, excited to talk to you guys today. This is our inaugural launch off podcast. Yay. Um, and we are doing this as part of Flint and Iron, a, a nonprofit we started focused on helping young people reach their full potential. Um, so are we really want to, out of this time, uh, engage families and help equip them to uh, use tech and to love God. So Today's topic is going to be uh, discussing tech boundaries for families and how we can help to use our time and our resources, uh, including our tech, uh, not just kind of considering them our own time. Uh, and before we begin, I want to just talk real quick about... Uh, <laughs> Maybe who we are. There we go. Tell we us who that. you are. Who am I? Hi, I'm Nathan. Uh, I have been a middle school teacher for 11 years, and this is my first year not being in the classroom. Uh, I'm now full-time speaking, and uh, this is part of that, where we get to talk to kids about reaching their full potential, and this podcast specifically about how do we connect tech and the gospel. Who are you? I'm Anna, and I'm married to Nathan, and... Full stop. <laughs> That's it. No, I also was a high school English teacher, and now I stay home with our three kiddos. And yes, we are just two people who have our own tech stories and are very interested in tech trends and what's happening mm. with those changes. And we're very passionate about seeing kids and families use tech well. 
Yeah, we want to thank you guys because without listeners and without people um, who are investing in our time here, uh, this would not be a useful tool for people. So when you uh, are helped by this, please rate and review. Please subscribe so you can get our regular updates. Uh, this will be an ongoing podcast. Um, and please feel free to uh, pass it along to people. We love that. It means a ton to us. That is a huge um, compliment to us when that happens. And uh, it is what allows us to continue to uh, be a resource for families. So if you need more information, go to uh, flintandiron.org, uh, where you will find out more. There's more videos and more resources there. And if you have any questions, you can email me at nathan at flintandiron.org. All right. Quick uh, icebreaker check-in. Ready? Our tech check. Tech check. Um, we are going to start with what tech or app are you loving slash can't live without right now? Mm, am I st- I'm answering first? Yes. I would be asking you the question. <laughs> I am really appreciating Venmo. Venmo. They are not sponsoring us, but They're not. if and Venmo. not even Venmo's like bit. I think that's Bevmo's bit. Sorry. Go on. Oh, but you know. I really do like Venmo because we have babysitters often and it's really great to not have to find cash or a check when we get home and I can just send them money and it's over. It's painless. And I don't know what we did before Venmo. So (laughs) that is one app that has made my life a lot better. Yeah. And in this stage of life, we need a lot of sitters because we're doing work together. So this podcast wouldn't function if there were three humans um, doing what three humans do at all times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a big one. So then the second one is what do you need less of? Like you have a lot of, but mm. you should probably take a big step back from. I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. Interesting. I really love it. Mostly. <laughs> does it love you? <laughs> it does love me too. I actually haven't posted on Instagram for a long time and I've, I made it maybe six to nine months without being on it again. But then we had a baby and I yeah. relapsed big time. <laughs> and then since Wait, how did the baby relate it's to It's so many middle of the night uh, feedings and you're up at all hours. And it's a lot of just like sitting there, really especially when she's brand new. Oh, that's why I had those, to get off though. Yes. I had, that's why I had to get off again just because I was seeing, I feel like I can barely get my baby dressed. And then I'm looking at these pictures of like perfectly dressed po- posed children in my our boys won't sit for a picture to save their lives. And my baby <laughs> is wearing jammies that I'm not sure if they're clean. And I don't look great in every picture. Yeah. So I had to quit True. it. So now True. now I have a, I'm trying to find a healthy relationship with Instagram. Okay. We're still working it out. All right. So that falls in the less category though for now while you for now. get that out. Okay. Okay. Cool. Your turn. What do you love? What tech or app do you love and you can't live without? Well, I think the... I think the boring answer to that would be Google Calendar, but I, I want to go mm. a little more interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> I think the one I love has been Auda- uh, not Audacity, uh, Audible. Oh, yeah. I have been crushing some books in Audible. Uh, I have a heart that wants to read a lot and a brain that likes to fall asleep. So mm-hmm. when I'm commuting and stuff, I can get through uh, Bonhoeffer's biography or something, which is great because it's 20 hours of listening, but I have that time. I'm using it on something. So I've been loving that. Mm-hmm. And then our next one was... Oh, what do you need less of in oh your life? My. Oh, yeah. I don't... You're I don't, not really on your phone. Yeah. 
I don't know the answer to that. Way to go, Nathan. Good, good for you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mean I don't, yes, I don't because of my past. So I think different time of history, I would say some game or something, but since I don't do those currently. Um, I would say you could text people less, but I think everyone who tries to text you would disagree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, just get I think the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think when. When do I? So I need less inappropriate timing for my texting. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to squeeze it in between tasks and stuff. That'd be good. Okay. Well, there it was. That was our tech check, and that's just a little chance for us to be able to um, talk, so you guys can get to know us a little bit as the humans behind this uh, podcast, and uh, we will continue doing those going forward but today we are going to talk about some tech boundaries in regards to our our use that was a little bit redundant um we have found in our own lives that unless we have really specific parameters around our tech use it kind of creeps in everywhere and it can always be on and present and so we just want to talk about setting some boundaries and this is not an all-inclusive list by any means, um, this is just a starting point for us to, and for you maybe to have with your spouse or your children and to think about ways that we can be more intentional with our time. Um, and these are some things that we found work really well and we're working on (laughs) with some of them. And, um, but we know that the research really supports these things and they, they can be markers of a healthy family. Yeah, and and in that idea. So this is not a hard and fast, like if you don't do these, Jesus doesn't love you. Um, We do want to emphasize that uh, we're using research, we're using personal like parenting experiences. We have a six-year-old, four-year-old, and six-month-old. And we will also be using the gospel. Um, So we'll be referencing a Bible. I want to start with kind of grounding this in. Uh, There's a guy named uh, Dr. Scott Rudin who does some awesome work called The Steward's Journey, and I had an opportunity to do a, uh, a leadership training program with them, a six-month program where we talked about this idea that our lives are not our own, um, our time every day we get is a gift from God, and so we need to live according to that. So as we talk about boundaries in our technology, we're really trying to say, how do we steward the resources? How do we steward the time we were given today? How do we steward the, uh, the, the relationships we have around us? And how do we steward the opportunities we have to um, speak truth and to be God's hands and feet, right? The hands and feet as the body of Christ. Um, how do we do that as a stewarding way, not as a legalistic, here's the rules, do's and don'ts, but um, with an honest heart to see the kingdom of God come and to live according to that, not just say, yeah, we totally believe in Jesus most of the time, except when it's my time to rule things. So that's kind of the heart we're coming out of here. Yes, and that has been transformational for how we think about our days and our hours and something that we're constantly working on of giving everything in our lives over to the Lord. But um, we also wanted to just consider what the Bible says just about how we use our time so that we're rooted. These aren't just our good ideas, but we want to look at what um, the word says. It doesn't talk about tech specifically, but it turns out it's very clear on um, that we are to be good stewards of our time. So one passage that came to mind when we were preparing for this was 1 Corinthians 10.31. And this is when Paul is reminding the Corinthians that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Um, 
And this is him kind of having a conversation with them. They were arguing, well, we have the right to do anything we want right now because we're free in Christ. And while that maybe is technically true, Paul is reminding them that not everything is beneficial. Hmm. That. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, I love, I love that. That is uh, challenging to me even as I hear it here, right? That whatever we're doing, it's not just go out and do good works and then do whatever you want, but to have hearts that are reformed by God's grace so that we can go out and do the good things we're called to. Um, yeah, I love that. And I was reminded also of Ephesians 5, uh, 15 and 16 that says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise making the best use of the time and goes on to say do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is so um, these boundaries are really ways for us to help apply the wisdom we're um, called to have in christ um yeah so do you want to start off on boundary one no because i really struggle with boundary one so i think that you should talk about it because i'm (laughs) still currently working on boundary one but we want to be transparent on our podcast (laughs) and say these are the ideals and we are well i'll let nathan talk about it and then maybe we're gonna order some equipment to make sure that boundary one can happen in our home yeah i think when we're talking we're just going to pick three tech boundaries for our families and i think the first boundary um based on research based on experience Um, needs to be that all tech is out of bedrooms. Uh, So our kids, they do not need TVs in their rooms. They do not need their smartphones in their rooms. They do not need their gaming devices in their rooms. They need their rooms to be a place where they sleep. That is full stop. Um, The technology needs to be in public spaces. That's for accountability. Uh, Basically, there's no research that says there's benefits for kids having tech in their bedroom. And there's a lot of research talking about the dangers of that, uh, that they're at an increased uh, risk of running into bullies. They're at an increased risk of depression, both because of bullies and because of the time they're going to spend. They're at an increased risk of losing their sleep, and that sleep is important for both brain development, emotional development, and, um, I mean, yeah, and just a host of other issues they can run into um, through having tech in the bedroom. Parents always ask, okay, well, what about us? Still no research that supports adults having uh, tech in the bedroom. In fact, what you'll see in the show notes, um, there's uh, some pretty significant research about it impacting sleep and sex, uh, and that those are the two things that should occur in the bedroom. There should not be um, technology in our sleep spaces because it does delay our bedtimes. It then messes with our sleep cycles and eats up that space that could turn into healthy, spontaneous, loving activities uh, that then becomes kind of consuming entertainment and then falling into fitful periods of semi-rest. So number one, no tech in the bedroom. I just want to explain myself on why. (laughs) (laughs) I just really feel like I need to I would like to justify why. Well, because our kids are little. Our kids do not have tech in the bedroom. So that's not the piece of it. And I 100% agree with the research. And it's not that. It's this. My iPhone is just so convenient as my alarm clock. And we have said for a long time, I just want to invent something that is like so easy. It's so easy to set the iPhone alarm clock and have it go off and set the multiple alarms. But I totally agree. Like, it's not helpful for me to have my phone before bed. And I have done better about not checking it before bed. But it definitely is a temptation to have that be the first thing I check when I wake up. And I don't. (laughs) I know. And I've seen that in (laughs) my own life that it's not productive or healthy or beneficial for me. So um, we Nathan researched some 
alarm clocks. Yes, we can put that in the show notes too. We can. It, there's a. It's under twenty bucks. It can be there by the end of this podcast because it's Amazon, and they already know you want one because they heard me say it. So uh, they, you can you can get those quick using your iPhone or smartphone as your alarm clock is not an adequate reason for having that that level of distraction. And we're talking all of your work information, all of your banking information, all of social media is at your fingertips and the opportunity for unhealthy distractions or even destructive behaviors uh, and habits being built is way, way, way higher than the likelihood of your alarm clock being more beneficial than one you could purchase for under 20 bucks. Okay, we're gonna order that at the end of the podcast. Okay, all right. (laughs) Okay. Boundary number two, mealtime is screen-free. So there is research across the board that supports this in in the secular world and Christian world, um, and that people agree pretty unanimously that mealtime is very important for children. The Washington Post had some um, information on just the vocabulary development in children that can happen and be boosted from spending time eating meals together and not that reading out loud to your children isn't important but that having family dinners really increases their vocabulary yeah and it's the same for older kids with the academic benefits so i I just think that's interesting can i jump in on that Mm -hmm. i just want to double down on the reading out loud to your kids is incredibly important and as both of us being teachers, Anna taught AP in the high schools, advanced placement. I taught middle school English. We're both English teachers. We could tell a difference for kids who were read to. Let's please read your kids. And mealtime is incredibly valuable, even like showing statistically more valuable than the incredible power of reading aloud. So when we say tech-free mealtimes... Yes, I think this really just goes back and in, in a future podcast we want to flesh this out more, but this principle of people over screens and meals are a great opportunity to practice that habit of choosing people over our smartphones and it doesn't have to be over fancy food. Like it, the meal time still counts if I pop a frozen pizza in or we have Uber no, Eats delivered. Only works with steak. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The conversation and benefits that happen at the dinner table cannot be replicated elsewhere. I mean, you could just do a quick Google search and you're going to find there's a thousand things that are beneficial from having mealtime together. Um, And I think most importantly, and we heard this a lot when we were teaching and when we've talked to kids that when parents put their phones away and make an intentional point of putting their phones away, it's a cue to their kids that they're choosing their children over their screen. And that's some of the biggest feedback that we get is, I wish my parents would disengage with their phone and look at me or talk to me and not be on their phone as much. So I think this is just, it might feel hard at first, but once you make a habit of putting screens away during meals, then it's a, it's a good one and a, an important one to establish in family rhythms. Yeah. Ooh, good word. Rhythms. So good. So the first one was uh, no tech in the bedroom for a, for a tech boundary. The second is uh, leaving tech away at mealtimes. They're going to be uh, faces first time where we are talking with our kids. And uh, these are not, we're not telling you to have the most heartfelt, you know, camp cabin time uh, conversations where they're exposing their souls, but um, just having time to be present and talk about your day and for you to share and to listen to them and um, really get some of those rhythms in. And the third then would be to establish when to use entertainment tech. And actually, Anna um, helped us hone this one. So do you want to take this too? I know you did too, but... 
Oh, well, I can talk a little bit about where this came from. Um, We have just followed a little bit of Sarah McKenzie at the Read Aloud Revival and read her book, The Read Aloud Family. And that was really a, a good resource for us. And I loved her quote, and this is her advice of, she says, instead of setting certain times of day when screens are not an option, set times of day when screens are. And we're switching the default here. So I just thought that was a really good way to think about it. So as a family, maybe deciding like if we're going to have screens for entertainment tech. So it's different if your child has to do homework on their computer or research something that does not count as entertainment tech. But for gaming or social media or watching shows or whatever, uh, maybe establish a period during the day or maybe you only want to say like you're allowed two hours on Saturday, whatever your boundary is for your family that they know this is the time that I'm allowed to use entertainment tech and then the rest of the day or week, then if they do ask, there's no conversation to even be had and you're not constantly as a parent having to wonder or feel like you have to cave or you have this, maybe you have a strong-willed child who is very great at making a a valid argument right we have one of those in our house and (laughs) yeah it just is nice to say like well this is just the family rule and then it's the rule and it's not me constantly having to say right this is what what it's going to be yeah our our goal with the tech use and family especially when it comes to entertainment technology so um the differentiation there being entertainment tech helps us consume so this is going to be our streaming services our gaming our social media um, anything that is us being passive in the process. And then uh, your other option is kind of this tool tech where you go out and you're building with it. Uh, and the reason we differentiate is because a lot of the research about the, the harm we're doing to our brains and to our uh, relationships is coming out of entertainment tech. And when we set this down, we are simply saying we need to recognize it has a place. We do watch Netflix. We have favorite shows. That is part of our weekly routine, Anna and I. And yet we recognize that it needs to be put in its proper place. Um, So we're not going to tell you necessarily how much time your kid needs. Uh, In fact, we just met a few nights ago with some friends who uh, they have four kids. Three of their kids are awesome around tech. One kid cannot handle it. And so there needs to be flexibility within a family to accommodate the kids so they can reach their full potential in Christ. We know that our kids are called in God to reach people with hope in the gospel. Like that's why we're here, is to have a relationship with God. That's going to be our eternity. And then in this time, it's to present that relationship in relationship with others, right? As we are broken people. So if tech gets in the way of that, if it distracts from their purpose or if it destroys opportunities um, that they should be having, we want to make sure we step in. A nice way to do that is have these tech boundaries. So, right, many of us growing up, it was, hey, no tech during the weekdays, right, on school nights, but on the weekends, you can have two hours on a day. That's fine. For some kids, two hours at a time is going to be way too much, Right? For some kids, it's, hey, two hours is fine, but it's going to be certain kinds of tech. So we will go into more of how do you establish boundaries around certain types of tech? What about social media? My kid doesn't even like games, but they're super into watching people play games on live streams. We get that for a starter when we talk general tech boundaries. What do we do? We make expectations clear. This is our family. Our family default is time with people. We then designate specific times to go out to our technology and we will use it but we always are coming back to people. We don't leave people to go out to our tech and then wonder, when can I get back? When can I get back? When can I get back? The, the default stage is humans in relationship because that's what we're designed for. And tech can leverage that if we are healthy and intentional with it. 
Yes. And our kids are still pretty young. I think we said that they're six, four and six months, but so it probably looks different in your home or potentially could look different. And ours will look different probably as our kids get older. But right now what our tech entertainment boundaries look like for our children is we're in a season where they might watch one or two 25 minute shows a week because the weather has been okay. We live in the Northwest and we've been able to push them outside to ride bikes and they've not been as desperate. Talk to us in the dead of winter. And oh man, baby. It might be a different February. story. There are seasons for everything. Like when we, we just had our baby six months ago and when the end of that pregnancy and right when she was born, the boys definitely watched a little bit more TV than they typically would or they do right now because we After just we were trying to make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mom has to take a shower at some point. Or just a nap because I was so tired. Yeah. Um, so that right now, that's what it's looking like. Um, and then if we're home on a Friday night, we'll do Friday night movie. And they really look forward to that. And we yeah. try and watch that all together. And maybe not even the whole movie because they're still kind of little and they can't quite sit that long. But Yeah. Yeah. And we just, again, being aware of your kids, like those boundaries need to be flexible. So sometimes one of our young people gets a little more aggressive uh, after watching that much television because he just gets overstimulated. So uh, being aware of your kid, because again, you are the parent and your uh, number one goal is their well-being in Christ, um, not just that they be safe and happy. So um, that idea of of boundaries will continue to adjust as you do. But our kids do use tech. Um, Yeah. Well, they really, that's the only other tech thing our kids do at this point in their lives is on our, they might look at pictures or videos, yeah. family videos that's on our true. phone. Um, we have really limited their other tech consumption. Yeah. I think grandpa might show them monster truck videos on YouTube. I've got an idea. Yeah. I think there's some shark videos that may occur there. Yes. Airplanes flying. I hear, I hear rumors of things. Thanks, I grandpa. think that happens. But when they're with <laughs> us, trucks. it is basically just family photos that they'll scroll through. That seems to be a big reward for going poop in the potty. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. We even use that for our sons. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Anyway, that's kind of where we're at with our tech boundaries in our house right now. And we, I mean, maybe that's a whole different story. That's kind of for our kids, obviously. We could probably talk in a different episode about what it looks like for us. Yeah, I think think walking through, yes, I think I would like to get down to this idea of the two different types of technology and what does that look like and how do you know? Because what I get a lot in my speaking is parents will come up to me and be like, well, is my kid healthy and how do I know? And Mm -hmm. I think answering that question is uh, you can do that fairly quickly. But then walking out, okay, well, many of us have unhealthy parts. So where's the concern and where's my place in helping them lovingly? And where is my place in uh, letting them kind of find their own mistakes? And it is a very fine line. We do not want to sell our kids to the wolves of technology that are basically designed to consume our brains. But we don't want to be micromanaging police forces that cause our children to rebel as soon as they step out of our house at 18, living on their own or going or to Or they go to the neighbor's or they house go to the neighbor's and house, do whatever they want. Right? And just go ballistic. So we want to be training them to be wise, right? That when we talked about those verses at the beginning, this is about building wisdom and building trust. And trust at the end of the day is a verb. It is something we are doing. So we are trusting the Lord to provide in our hearts by faithfully acting out through our tech, through our time, through our raising of our kids um, and how we interact with them in this crazy tech world of ours. 
Okay, so we want to leave you with a challenge for your family to think about. If you don't do one of these three boundaries, then we challenge you as a family or with your spouse or maybe even just you on your own to think about which one could you implement into your home. So getting stuff out of the bedroom, tech out of the bedroom, that's my challenge today (laughs) is to get my phone out of the bedroom or maybe you need to establish mealtime as screen-free time and to to have that be a family rule and then or to set boundaries around your entertainment tech use so pick one and decide how you can implement that into your home and then I'd also encourage you I just know for me it's helpful when at least one other person knows that I'm starting something so tell a buddy tell a friend that you're going to try and make this a new thing and that accountability can be really helpful. Yeah, and it's wonderful that you're in this with your spouse. That is an important part of the conversation. Um, Sometimes spouses being your sole source of accountability can start to feel like they're heckling you. So maybe get an outside person for that. Yeah, so that's our challenge for this week. if you have questions from this, which I'm sure you probably do, because this is we're tackling a huge section. We're talking about raising healthy kids in a tech world. Um, p- please feel free to email me. Uh, so this would be Nathan at FlintandIron.org. We're still getting Anna's email on board, so that's why uh, she's not currently an option. But send it whatever questions you've got to me. We'll get there. You can get it to us uh, through our website at FlintandIron.org, uh, through Instagram, Facebook. Uh, feel free to send us messages there. We are present and available there um, if you want to look for show notes they're there they're there <laughs> in the show <laughs> good they Fabulous. will be on the website ah the, the website the, the worldwide web there will be a podcast link on the website with the show notes absolutely and if you enjoyed this podcast thank you for listening first of all if you made it this far <laughs> hey, we're so you glad you're here we survived Would you please tell somebody about us and that we're out here? We're just honored that you would choose us to put in your ears. Um, And if you could subscribe and rate and share, that would just be awesome. Yeah. And and as we go, please, this is supposed to be a conversation. So we do not want to just be producing whatever we think is interesting. We really want to be a resource for families and really helping to encourage and equip you guys uh, with tools that make a difference in your ability to love your kids well and be on the same team. This is not uh, the goal of equipping you with artillery to win the battle against your children, but rather to go to battle for them and be on their side and be uh, just an example of Christ in their life as Christ goes to battle for us. And I think we're done so. All right, here we go. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a minute to let you know that just like you and your family, Purposely is also part of a family, the Krista Family of Ministries. Krista helps kids and teens learn and grow in their faith at King Schools and Miracle Ranch Camp. And Krista shares Jesus with people in the poorest, most remote places through world concern. Krista Senior Living is a community of love and care, and Krista Media is a place of hope on the radio. God is changing lives through these five ministries, and Krista is on mission to share the good news of Jesus. To learn more, visit krista.org.